We live in uncertain times. You cannot anchor yourself to your career because in one meeting, your career could be gone. You cannot anchor yourself to your calendar because whatever we seem to schedule right now has to be rearranged and resorted out. You can't even anchor yourself to your context because where we live, who we interact with, what life looks like day in, day out seems to be constantly changing. And all of this is very unsettling. Everything around us seems to be in motion and it's a little bit like being on some sort of ocean with up and down, back and forth. The only thing that seems certain is uncertainty itself. And as we think about these things, as thoughts about these things settle on our minds, we ourselves start to feel overwhelmed and even distressed. Now, maybe I'm just speaking to myself here, but I think many of us are struggling with thoughts in this direction. I believe that many of us are struggling with feeling unsettled. I want you to picture with me walking across a river or a stream that's got fast flowing water in it. If you've ever been in a stream like that, you'll know that when you put your foot into the water, it's unsettling itself because the water is moving and stirring and splashing. But what also is unsettling is that when you put your foot out into the water, there are stones, small and medium sized stones that when you put your foot down, move. And as you try to find some point of certainty, you're struggling because you're continually being thrown off balance. But if you've had that experience, you'll also know that occasionally you'll come across in that stream or in that river a spot where a rock, there is a large rock that is anchored down into the bedrock and is unmovable. And when you find a rock like that, all of a sudden you feel secure, you feel certain. And so what I want to ask you is what is your unmovable solid rock in these uncertain times? Often we look to other things, we look to many different things to give us a sense of certainty and security. But the truth is that no relationship, no career, no friendship, no number of pounds in your bank account or in your retirement account, no level of health or fitness is ultimately going to hold you safe and hold you secure. All of these points of security are ultimately going to dislodge and set us adrift. They're only masquerading as solid things. They're only pretending to be solid things. And what I'd like to say to you in no uncertain terms is there is one solid rock. There is one anchor and that there is no other anchor except for God himself. Now, this isn't just my opinion. If you go to the Bible, you'll see these thoughts expressed over and over. And you're actually going to even see that in the psalm that we're going to today. I want to ask you to turn with me in a Bible to Psalms 102. If you don't have a Bible maybe necessarily with you, you could look it up online or on your Bible app. Psalm 102 is where we're going to be reading and will be planted here throughout our time together today. In verse 1, what we're going to find here is the author of this psalm who is struggling with feeling, like we've been talking about, distressed. You can imagine from what they're writing here that they're feeling uncertain, they're feeling even fragile. Let's read verse 1 of Psalm 102 together. It says this, Hear my prayer, O Lord. Let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day of my distress. Incline your ear to me. Answer me speedily in the day when I call. For my days pass away like smoke and my bones burn like a furnace. My heart is struck down like grass and has withered. I forget to eat my bread. Now, as we read this, it's very clear, like I said, that this author of this psalm is struggling. 
Life is not good. Reality is hard for them. But if you read on, what you'll find is that, yes, this thought continues until you get to verse 12. All of a sudden, there's this stark turning point in verse 12 where the writer stops looking at themselves and their own situation. And all of a sudden, for the rest of the psalm, for the next two thirds of this psalm, looks to God. And so I'm going to ask you to read that change with me in verse 11. Let's read it together. It says this. In my days, sorry, my days are like an evening shadow. I wither away like grass. Here's the change. But you, O Lord, are enthroned forever. You are, you are remembered throughout all generations. What we have here is a contrast being drawn between God and humanity. It's saying, hey, humans are like an evening shadow. They're like withering grass. But God, he's like this king that's enthroned forever, always reigning. Now, I want to just pause here for a moment and clarify something, because those of you who know the Bible a little bit will know that the Bible teaches us, even in the first few chapters of the Bible in Genesis, that we as humans, mankind, are made in God's image, in that there are ways that we look like and are like God. That we are image bearers. That's another way of saying that. And so as I read this psalm, it's kind of interesting because what it's doing is it's saying, hey, God is like this and we are like this. He is like this eternal king. We are like this withering grass. It's kind of making this big distinction. And so the question I have is, are we like God or are we different from God? And the answer to that question is yes. In some ways, we resemble God and in other ways, we don't. It is a beautiful and amplifying truth to know that we are, yes, made in God's image. What that means is that life, all human life, has value. But concurrently, we need to, we must know that we are not God, that only God is God, and that there are ways that He is unique and distinct from us. So as we think about these things, we we just need to remember that There's, there's ways that we resemble God, And there's ways that we don't resemble God. The fancy way of saying this, the theological way of saying this, is to say that there are communicable attributes about God, uh, of God, and there are non-communicable attributes. Now that sounds fancy, but don't get lost in it. Communicable, what that means is in common, shared. There's attributes that we share with God and there's ones that we don't. And right here in verse 12 of this psalm, what it's showing to us is God's otherness. His ways that he is different from us. And in what we would read if we were to continue on from verse 12, we discover that it continues to talk about God's power, his care, his sovereignty. But I want to jump down to verse 25 because in verse 25 onwards, there's this particular thought that's very important for us in our conversation today to see. And what we're going to see here is an important way that God is different from us. Let's read verse 25 through 27 together. It says this. Of old, as in way back before time really began, you laid the foundation of the earth. And the heavens are the work of your hands. They will perish, but you will remain. They will all wear out like a garment. You will change them like a robe and they will pass away. But you are the same and your years have no end. Now what it's saying here may be very easy for us to slip by and just be like, oh, those are some nice words about God. But what it's saying here is actually incredibly essential for us to understand about God. And that is found in verse 27 that God is the same. 
God is the same. God is different from us in that he does not change. He is always the same. He doesn't get older. He is beyond years. He doesn't get wiser. He is wisdom. He doesn't age. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't get stronger because he is all-powerful. He doesn't get weaker because he cannot reduce his power or perfection. And because God is unique in this way, that he is unchanging, we actually struggle to understand this important truth because everything we see and know and recognize in this earth does change. You see, we age. We grow stronger sometimes. We grow weaker sometimes. The earth around us changes. We have seasons. We have weather that changes. We have relationships and friendships that change. Our work changes. Our context changes. Our families grow and sometimes our families shrink. Everything changes in this life except for God. If you're struggling to get your head around this truth like I do, it's actually really cool because this psalm helps us understand this by, by elaborating on it a little bit. If you go back to verse 25 and read it with me, you'll see this. It says, Of old you laid the foundation of the earth, and the heavens are the work of your hands. So what it's saying here is, hey guys, the most permanent things that you can think of, the earth, the foundation of the earth, and the heavens, as in all that is above, including the stars and the planets, the moon and the stars, all of that, it's saying God created that. But as you read on, it says in verse 26 here, that they, the earth and the heavens, will perish, but you will remain. They will wear out like a garment. As in, they become like an old set of rags that God just tosses off. Hey guys, it's saying whatever you may think is permanent, like the heavens and the earth, that to God, in comparison to his unchangeableness, they just wear out. They're gone. And the comparison is really helpful because what it does is it expands our understanding of what it means that God is unchanging. This fact that God is the same, that he is unchanging, has multiple implications for any who believe it to be true. But I want to focus on just two of these implications. The first is this, believing that God is unchanging gives a solid foundation, gives us a solid foundation for faith. Let me say that again. Believing that God is unchanging gives us a solid foundation for faith. If we start to entertain the thought that God might change, that he is changeable, all of a sudden faith begins to unravel. It's like pulling on a string on a garment and all of a sudden the garment disintegrates. What if God, this isn't true, but what if God did change? What if all of a sudden he said, you know those things I promised? You know that forgiveness of sins thing? You know that, that thought that I would come back and return? I've changed my mind on that. That would be horrible. Our faith is based, the Christian faith is based on the reality that God is unchanging. If God is changeable, we cannot trust him. Because he is unchangeable, we can and must trust him. The second thing is this, believing that God is unchangeable gives us comfort and security in a world that is constantly changing. The popular thought out there that nothing is certain except uncertainty itself is actually a really old thought. There was a Greek philosopher who lived about 500 years before Jesus who, who made the phrase, change is the only true reality in nature. 
which kind of sounds smart, except it's not true. What's true is that God is unchanging. And I believe personally that God has strategically created change in the universe to point to himself. Change is beautiful. Sometimes change is very beautiful things. Seasons are beautiful. Watching a plant grow is beautiful. Watching a child grow is beautiful. But it isn't just beautiful because what change does is it helps us to look around for what is unchangeable. Ultimately, change is intended to help us to look for and to find and to worship the one thing that does not change, which is God himself. The God who is sovereign over all change is himself unchangeable. There's a line in a song that I really love by a, a band called All the Sons and Daughters. And the line at the, the end of this song that they repeat says, you never change, talking about God, you never change, but you change everything. God is in control of all things, even the change in our world, even though himself, he himself does not change. So the question is, if there is comfort and security that's found in saying, okay, I can anchor myself to something that is unchanging, how do we secure ourselves to this unchanging God, this unchangeable God? And this is a good question because, yes, God is unchanging. That is one of his attributes, his characteristics. But another one of his attributes and characteristics is that he is holy. And what that means is that he cannot stand sin. He demands perfection, a perfection which none of us are capable. All of us have thought, said, and done things that are offensive to God. All of us. And what that means is that we are not able to come into His presence, not able to be right with Him. Now, this is where hopefully another word picture will be helpful. I want to ask you to imagine a boat that is adrift on a sea, as sea moves up and down. Near this boat is an anchor, and that anchor can never be moved. It's a solid, rock-solid anchor that is unmovable. How could we connect that boat to that anchor? Well, what you need for that is a rope. And, and I use this word picture because in some ways pictures what we're talking about here. There is God who is, yes, this anchor, and there is us like a boat being tossed around in life. And there is one rope that can connect us with this holy and perfect God, and that is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the rope that ties us to the unchangeable God because Jesus came and lived the life that you and I never could. He was sinless. He was perfect. And he makes us, if we cry out and ask him to, he makes us right with God. He ties us to God. John 14, 6 talks about this. Jesus himself says, I am the way. The truth and the life, no one, no one comes to the Father except through me. For our purposes today, we could say no one can be anchored to the unchangeable God except through Jesus. So as you consider these things we're talking about today, as you consider the uncertainty of life, let's get practical. For some of you, the things we're talking about here are perhaps new thoughts. The thought that, yeah, the things that you're clinging to for security ultimately could fail and could dislodge and set you adrift. That's a scary thought. But also, maybe you're saying, okay, yeah, maybe there is a God and maybe he does actually give me an option to not just survive this life, but to thrive if I can be tied to him. Well, if that's you, I want to invite you to, to, to call out to Jesus and say, God, Jesus, I need you to secure me. 
to hold me secure in this life. It's as simple as praying a prayer and saying, God, I need you. Would you help me? Would you forgive me of my sins? If that's something you have questions about, please reach out to us. We love to talk through what that means. For others of you, you maybe already know the things that we've talked about today. You're like, yes, I know that God is my anchor. Yes, I know that God is unchanging. And yet I still feel distressed about the uncertainty of life. Now, if that's how you feel, maybe you feel a little bit guilty about that. You're like, I don't know if I should admit that. Well, please know this. You're not alone. In fact, the author of this this psalm is in that spot. They're saying, man, I'm struggling, but God... And so what you're actually to do if you're in that place of saying, yeah, I believe these things, but yeah, I'm also feeling unsettled, is exactly what the psalmist does. What does the psalmist do? Well, they own their their struggle. They say, well, this is where I am. This is my struggle. But they move on from that to actually preach the truth of who God is to themselves. And so I want to encourage you to do that. As you struggle with different things, maybe it's the uncertainty of money, maybe it's the uncertainty of relationships or family or whatever it may be, find scriptures, find truths that speak to those things and preach those things over and over to yourself. Remind yourself that God loves you, that God cares for you, that he has a plan and a purpose for his life. All those things are true. There is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. Maybe that is just something that you preach to yourself. Find those truths. Cling to those things. Preach the truth of who God is to yourself. To close, I just want to remind you of the words of an old hymn. And that hymn simply goes like this. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. All other ground is sinking sand.